Welcome to another informative episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. Our guest today is Professor Stephen Heatley, who is the head of the Department of Theatre and Film here at UBC. I mean, the theatre is actually the ultimate kind of a synergistic organism, if you like. One thing depends on the other. Monetizing Your Creativity asks the question, what does it take to earn a living with your creative talents? Well, I think that if we have actually done our job as professional theatre faculty, we'll have instilled in all the students an appreciation for the sense of collaboration. That if I'm an actor and I don't have the person who's going to help me with the quick change that has to happen in 22 seconds, I'm not actually going to be able to do what I've trained to do. We focus on the success principles common to all disciplines by interviewing producers, directors, writers, actors, cinematographers, music composers, animators, designers, and much, much more. Learn how to create your own path to success. Let's roll. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. I'm your host, Marvin Polis, and joining me once again is the very talented Fred Keating. We're here at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, Canada. Fred, tell me why we're here. Well, we're here basically inside to get out of the incredibly uh, seasonal wet precipitation that's happening outside, but it does keep this corner of the continent green all winter long, so we Who have nothing. builds a city in a rainforest, for goodness sakes? <laughs> You'd be surprised. Apparently the Canadians do. <laughs> However, our safe haven today, Marvin, is inside the marvelous Frederick Wood Theatre on the campus. And our guest today is Professor Stephen Heatley, who is the head of the Department of Theatre and Film here at UBC. Uh, welcome, Stephen. Thank you for sharing uh, your time and your space with us. We're right on the cusp of where backstage meets onstage. Absolutely. Stephen, tell us what we're looking at. So this is, uh, as Fred said, is this is the Frederick Wood Theatre. It seats 400 people. When we look on stage, what, actually what's happening right now is this is the, uh, the beginning of the set for uh, production of Sarah Rule's play Eurydice. That's a pretty well-sized stage and uh, with a fair amount of storage I see here, a stage left as well. How busy is this house? Lots of stuff going on here. We do three productions a year in our kind of main stage work. This is also because it's one of the biggest spaces we have available to us. Uh, we hold classes here. We now do uh, a large class for as an introduction to um, acting for the camera in first year. And uh, my colleague Tom Schultz actually teaches uh, up to 80 students. Uh, in this kind of, it's a kind of lecture and practice course, and he uses this space. Uh, we also do our introduction to stagecraft and our introduction to the theater, a kind of general, more academic class in here. Stephen, you mentioned you mentioned your students. Where do they come from? Do they come from all around the they world? They come from everywhere. We have, uh, well, the University of British Columbia is, uh, is a, has a really rich cultural diversity, and uh, our, our students, well, we see we have, when you say our students, we really have uh, students in many different uh, disciplinary interests. So we have uh, actually 
five programs and uh, I think it's, I counted 11 degrees. We have students in film studies, so they're studying the art of filming. We have students in film production, so they're studying making films. Professional acting program, uh, professional design and production program in the un at the undergrad level. We have a more general breadth program in theater and we have um, a more academically focused film studies program, but we have them on all three levels. We have a PhD in, in theater, as well as MAs in film and theater, and MFAs in directing and design and film production, and then all, all the other BAs as well. And the students, I didn't answer your question, <laughs> the, the students really do come from all over the world. I mean, one of the things that I found uh, so inspiring is that I'm teaching a, a large first year acting class, and the students come from everywhere. They, they really, they come from all parts of uh, Asia, Southeast Asia, Canada, the US, uh, and Europe. We really are a kind of United Nations in that room when we meet twice a week. The location is ideal, right yeah. on the edge of the Pacific. Yeah, so gentlemen, why don't we walk and talk and, and you can show us more of the facility and you know, tell us more about the university. Okay. Okay, so the Frederickwood Theater, uh, this building itself is just over 50 years old. You know, it's a, a, a well-appointed, it's got a full, full uh, fly gallery, full stage house, um, right. and has all the kind of bells and whistles of a, a theater that was built in the 60s when scenery was a big deal, or still a big deal. It's not that we don't have scenery, it's just we don't make as much of it anymore. I think the theater itself has moved from that, we need to, it needs to look realistic and it needs to be a lot of stuff, to being more like uh, this, um, this kind of Tyvek surround, it's, uh, I think it's, um, we're encouraging more the imagination. Uh, the theater itself also has uh, uh, a turntable, which you can't see because it's covered up here, but uh, so uh, we can do um, more kind of stage machinery kinds of things. The Eurydice will actually have a flying elevator when uh, the two characters come from down into the underworld and the requirements of the play are that it has to rain in the elevator. Uh, the character arrives, comes down into the underground uh, and with an umbrella, a suitcase, and it's raining, but just in the elevator. So your students are learning all kinds of things oh, here too. Bet. I mean, mechanics and set building and painting and well, not, not just the acting. Well, one of the big things, uh, yeah, well, was, I like to call this a full service department right. because, you know, you can study up to the doctoral level in, in terms of theater uh, theory and uh, that kind of thing. But uh, we come right down to, they learn a lot about budgeting. So you've got $1,000 and this is your idea how can we afford that? So figuring out what's, uh, what's primary, what's most important, uh, so that you can determine, well, you know what, I really, I, I need that piece for my idea of this play, whether it's the designer or the director. We'll trim things back based on those priorities. So yeah, they're learning about building, they're learning about uh, conceptualizing, they're learning about prioritizing, they're learning about uh, how much it costs. Yeah, that also sounds like the business end of the phrase show business. Oh, you bet, you bet. You know, you can say, uh, okay, we're going backstage now. So where are we going now? Okay, this is the, uh, this is the pin rail. This is where the, 
all the, the fly gallery is uh, operated from. So uh, our production students will learn uh, this, this whole thing, which is a counterweight, so a, a counterweight system. So when we want to fly in that elevator, that we can fly it with someone in it safely. And uh, then because it's counterweighted, the person gets out of it, it has to fly away with nobody in it. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of physics involved in sorting out how to do these things and, do, and how to do them safely. There are a tremendous number of craft categories in live theater, aren't there, that range from the uh, artistic to the technical to downright building and painting. And we give students, the uh, production students, the option to, uh, to learn about all of these things. The, uh, one of our uh, recurring themes is the fact that whatever it is that you love as a young person and would do for free and would love to do every day of your life, there's probably a space in the firmament of arts yeah. in this industry where it's just right for your passion already, mm -hmm. the, the skills you like. Yeah, whether you're, uh, you have a managerial kind of brain, uh, we, we teach stage management uh, and production management, or whether you have a more technical, uh, technical or artistic brain as well, as well as acting and directing and uh, that kind of thing. Just wanted to point out the, our rogues wall here. Oh my. This is where, when uh, you graduate from UBC, you're encouraged to uh, sign the wall, and this wall goes up about, what would you say, about 16, 15, 16 feet high. That's a big wall. I'd say, yeah. And somewhere buried in there behind a lot of storage is uh, Ben Kingsley. Who was, he didn't graduate from here, sadly, but, uh, he, but he was here doing a film, and so we get the important people to come and sign the wall, too. Is your name on the wall, Fred? Uh, no, it's not. You're not one of the important people. I'm not, I, no, but it will be before the day is out. Okay, good. Let's <laughs> sign the wall on we our way We may end up climbing over all this stuff and getting you guys to sign the But I see walls starting over there and even on the stage manager's uh, lectern there yes. were autographs and uh, yeah. memory. It's our, it's our the history, or it's our alumni. So we are now here in the UBC shop, the scenery shop. Right, oh look at this. Speaking of unfinished construction so sites. Here, this, is the, this is actually the elevator I was just talking about. So, and eventually they're going to uh, they're going to be put in a piping system. Um, it's not light either. It's uh, no. good, sturdy steel. But uh, this is, uh, we have actually one of the only paint rails in the, in the lower mainland. So you can actually, because I mean, painted scenery is kind of out of fashion, but it's, uh, it's something that you can actually hang an entire backcloth, a backdrop on, and uh, it actually can lower down into the floor. I mean, you can see over... Uh, so out of fashion until you actually need it. Until you need then it. In fact. Yeah, so you see the whole thing will go right, oh, right yes. down into the basement. Oh, and uh, so you don't have to climb on a ladder to, to do the painting. Uh, you bring the canvas to you. You bring the canvas to you. And uh, we teach scene painting at uh, both um, an introductory and a more advanced level for uh, design and production students. Because uh, it's something that, whether they're doing it on a, a backdrop or not, the, a scene painting continues to be a, you know, a major a part of the design and production industry. Speaking of safety again, I can hear how well ventilated the room is. Yes, it is. Great high ceiling. and We make scenery from wood in here, and there's also a metal welding shop behind. Uh, and I see saws, and I see drill presses. Yes. I see all kinds of yep. carpentry equipment here. You know, as we talked about, careers for many different people with many See, different what, interests. One of my favorite stories is that my, my dad worked in the construction industry. There's even plumbing. 
<laughs> well, as I said, it's part of that set. My dad worked in the construction industry and he was determined that I was going to go to university and better myself. And in my second year of university, when they gave out the production jobs, I was the head carpenter. And I said, you can't make me the head carpenter. My father will kill me <laughs> if I go back and say, what are you? he says, what are you doing at university? And I'll say, I'm learning how to use a table saw. <laughs> So, but you see, we also work in styrofoam, so we've got some major styrofoam sculptures uh, on wow. the walls in here, and you uh, see these big... And they look exactly like real statues yeah. uh, of plaster or metal, but in fact, probably weigh what? A tenth of that. Yeah. That's amazing work. And, yeah, and then it's painted, you can see it's painted to look in, uh, it's in, in relief, so that's part of the value of learning scene Do you want painting. to comment about the pink flamingos? Those pink flamingos were in a production of something we did here about 10 years ago. So you can see where the, the, this is the build for Eurydice. There's a platform being uh, assembled and the elevator and... I know a number of the painters and carpenters in the film industry in the Vancouver region came by way of, of going through trade school and again rather than working outside through six months of uh, interesting yes. weather, uh, find the inside work not only more creative but warmer. Yes, yeah exactly. So we're now going into the catacombs of the uh, Frederick Wood Theatre. I just closed the door behind us, yes. I hope you have a key. Uh, I do. So uh, we're going now going into the like, the wardrobe. feels like Jack Benny's underground vault. Is this going to be safe? It's safe. Okay good. Look at this, it looks like a a morgue. So this is the uh, the wardrobe. Uh, we've just purchased uh, six new sewing machines. So uh, I, this is the first I've seen of them. I called it a morgue because of all the cutting tables I see yes. here and the bodily forms uh, around which they drape the wardrobe. We teach costume construction as well as pattern making, uh, as well as design. So that they're the principles of dreaming up the design, and then they're, we, we're actually teaching the the trades the tradespeople who will have to figure out how to make that design idea. We have a little bit of our wardrobe storage, which I think I was mentioning to you before we started talking. We have many locations. This is uh, look at this. this one location of wardrobe storage. We have another one a few Here's blocks from here. Category F, male sleepwear, all eras. Yes. Good Lord. <laughs> so yeah, we've, we've got, uh, I mean, around the outside of the wardrobe room is also buckets of hats and gloves and belts and shoes and jewelry. Weird and wonderful decorated hats, mm -hmm. says this container. Yes. Ladies hats, tams and soft brim, flower and feather covered hats. Pillbox hats. Pillbox hats. Little flat hats. <laughs> so, oh, you great. know, we've, it's all... Um, Peasant bonnets. It's all itemized so that the designers and the, the head of wardrobe can find them. Look at this. That was the biggest walk-in closet I've ever seen, <laughs> Jim. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. And uh, so we've got a fitting room here right. that's uh, lots of mirrors so that this is where the head of wardrobe and the designer will try on costumes with the students. So, so the student designers get a chance to actually work with professional staff who will advise them, as well as faculty who are, are going to be uh, their teachers. But when we get down to actually producing the show. Head of wardrobe here is a, is a professional wardrobe person and uh, she will actually 
be able to advise the student designer as well. Would you say there's a, a, a decent cross-pollination of crafts here, Stephen, in terms of oh, the costume people having an appreciation for the uh, needs or requirements of the performers, or the performers having an appreciation for the craft category of, of stage design and, uh, is, uh, and stage management and, and those kinds of things, so that rather than, again, this laser-like focus on only my particular interest or passion, there's an opportunity here to get an appreciation for the other crafts that make a performance, for example, possible. Well, I think that if we have actually done our job as professional theatre faculty, we'll have instilled in all the students an appreciation for the sense of collaboration. That if I'm an actor and I don't have the person who's going to help me with the quick change that has to happen in 22 seconds, I'm not actually going to be able to do what I've trained to do. I mean, the theater is actually the, the ultimate kind of a synergistic organism, if you like. One thing depends on the other, and one person... I mean, if we modeled our governments on how theaters worked, maybe things would function well. <laughs> We've actually said this many times yes. before, it is a team sport. It is a team sport. And Stephen, tell me, so where are we, where so are we, we now? We're in the trap room now. The trap room. Yeah, so we're right underneath the stage, and you see right above Fred's head here is the uh, mechanics for the turntable for the stage turntable. And then are these the bottom side of the trap doors? Uh, yes. I was going to ask if yeah. the stage was trapped. So the stage is trapped, so uh, what we're looking at are places where we can pop bits of the stage out and do whatever needs to. I mean, things can come up from here. This is amazing opportunity to get behind the stage and under the stage and where all this back of house stuff goes on. This is where the magic happens that the, the audience doesn't need to know about. Stephen, when your students graduate from here, where do they end up? We have so many uh, disciplines, they could end up anywhere. One of our grads from about 10 years ago who has a recurring role on Rain, the TV show, uh, that's Torrance Coombs. Camille Sullivan was a graduate of this department and she's just won a, a Canadian Cinema Award, I think. So they, they end up in film and television, they end film, up... television, theater, theater, and they're working as actors, they're working as, uh, as carpenters, as, as lighting car technicians, yep. the whole nine yards, Yeah, they're, right? they're doing everything, and uh, I mean, there's such a crossover between theater and film now that we're finding a lot of our design students are ending up, although they've learned design for the theater, they're ending up doing design for film sets as well as costume design for film. Well, they may specialize, but they're the, the kind of skills, the disciplinary skills you learn in the theater can really be used in many different ways. I like to say that one of our acting grads from 2000 is the most successful real estate agent on the North Shore. And I asked her once, I said, so is your BFA any, have any use to you? Yeah. Absolutely, she said, I can, I can convince you of anything about this place I'm, uh, uh, that I'm trying to sell you. We have a couple of our grads who ended up as um, Vancouver Police Department cops, and I asked him the same thing. He said, I can be whoever I need to be depending on the circumstances I'm in. He said, my acting training has been so important to me as a, a police officer. And in any case, I suspect that their, their sense of teamwork and camaraderie, yes. working together, th yeah. this hones that. And I'll tell you something else that hones that, and we're standing in it right now. This must be the green room, because I see two green walls. Yes, it is. But I, as we move through the laundromat, as we move through the, and I see the little kitchen facilities in the corner, when I went to university and majored in theater, uh, we didn't have a fraternity as such, a fraternity house. Yes. 
Our fraternity house and sorority house was in fact in these catacombs behind and below the stage where we spent hours Absolutely. of our lives. Yeah. So when I look around and I see the fridge and the coffee maker there, the washing machines that service the wardrobe department as well as occasionally uh, yes. individual students, yes. uh, and, the, and the comfy uh, couches and chairs here and the library on the wall, this is where theater students live yeah. for the three to four years they may be with you. This is so homey. And you know what, guys? We're coming up on time. This always happens to us, Fred. Time cop. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We are going to have to do another episode because we love doing other episodes. So <laughs> why don't we reconvene with Stephen? We'll do, and let's do an episode about Stephen. You know, that's a grand idea. We've done a great episode here about the UBC program. Now let's let's do another one about Stephen. Would you be so kind as to join us again sometime and impart a little bit of wisdom and experience to the next generation? I'd be delighted. Stephen the Mentor, coming on a future episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. Thanks Stephen for opening up this particular house to us. Always happy to show people around our place. Thanks for tuning in to Monetizing Your Creativity. Be sure to join us next time by subscribing to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave a review. It helps us with our ratings. You can also visit monetizingyourcreativity.com for more information about the show. And hey, be sure to tell your friends who want to understand how to monetize their creativity.